As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This part's too good to be true. I can't stop listening to you. Mikey writes the stupidest jokes. And Todd's always doing the most. Paige plays tough, but she's always crying. And so I thank God I'm subscribed. Cause this part's too good to be true. I can't stop listening to you. I love this podcast and if it's quite alright I need this podcast to warm my lonely nights Romance in the podcast Trust in me when I say No other podcast looks at rom-coms this way So call your mom and have her tune in today And let us rip your favorite films to shreds Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, Mikey made us watch The, the Time, Time Traveler's, Traveler's Wife. Wife. Welcome to Mikey's Bonkers Time Travel Romance Summer Series. You came in dark. <laughs> Where, like, our first episode of Mikey's Time Traveler series features a pedophile. So, here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> if you're looking for a time travel romance for the ages, might I recommend... About time. No, Terminator, and not this Dawson movie. <laughs> or, or The Night Before Christmas. Uh, oh, about time yeah. is going to come up in the fun facts, by the way. Oh, nice, nice, nice. It does not feature a pedophile. Well, that's nice that's good to know because that is very troubling in this film i want you to know that i picked this movie let me go through my thought process great One, thank you we have not eviscerated a movie in a while <laughs> i know and truthfully mikey when i was watching this i was like this movie's horrible but the animal in my brain was like good, good. <laughs> <laughs> two this movie is so bonkers and weird and like so many interesting choices were made that i had to share it with you and three, the tone of how they filmed this movie is dark and ominous throughout the whole thing. I've never. The whole movie. The whole movie just feels oppressive and depressing. And I was like, is that what they're going for? Like, nothing feels good about this movie. This was a ride. First of all, so on 4th of July, because we are taping this after 4th of July, yeah. if you're curious. 4th of July, I was at my best friend's house and mentioned that we were doing this movie because she listens to the podcast. And both she and my husband were like, I read the book and it's phenomenal. And this movie is dog shit. Oh, okay. And then <laughs> I was super concerned. And then I watched <laughs> this movie and I was like. There are so many things that would need to change that seem like they're integral to the plot for me to be okay with this book. Yeah, I can't believe people like this book because Natalie read it and I was like, wait, does he go back to her when she's a little kid and does he come out naked? And yes. she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, well, then he's like. Yeah, th I have problems. I have yeah. serious okay. problems. He is for sure grooming her to be his wife later on. 
I need like a hundred percent less grooming if this is going to be a good book for me to read. <laughs> I did pull a bunch of differences between the book and the movie, but none of them are lessening the grooming. I know. Somebody, okay, Gross. I have never had so many people reach out to me on social media Same. when I said I was watching a movie. Yeah, I posted one too, and then I posted both of ours from the show account, and dude, so many people responded to me were like, uh, this is not pedophilia. I was like, watch the movie again. Um, and then- um, excuse this so much is I know he grooms her she even says it yeah she even says it in the movie they have a fight about it I don't re- I did not remember her saying it and did we get to that scene I was like you are so right yeah and then people are like that ending though and I'm like that ending you mean where she's literally haunted by her abuser and she can yeah. never move forward this is an allegory of like having to live with being groomed as a young age because even if your abuser dies and you can start to move on the ghost of them will come back and haunt you sometimes okay but here's the other thing like just from a movie standpoint this movie has like a return of the king level ending where they're like they're like by the way he's gonna die on her fifth birthday and then the fifth birthday or when she's five and like the fifth birthday comes then other things come, then more things. It's like a half hour where you're just like, come on and die already, you creepy dude. Like, I still cried so much. I didn't. I watched I watched it right before this. My face hurts from crying. Uh, it's still a <laughs> bad movie. Yeah. Do not let my tears make you think that this movie is good. It's A, <laughs> one immortal crime dog short of a lake house, but equally as weird. <laughs> At least immortal. At least, and B, manipulative in a way that is very upsetting, and C, the implications of both their relationship and time travel in this universe in general are bonkers. Maddening. (laughs) Yeah, nothing makes sense. The internal rule. So, like, sometimes he can go back and change things, but sometimes he can't. And then sometimes he can win the lottery. Sometimes he can choose where he goes back. Sometimes he can't. At one point in this movie, when she first got pregnant, I was like, well, what if the baby time travels? And then that's a whole plot of the movie. And I was just like. Yeah, I literally said the same thing to Natalie. And she was like, no, that's what is happening. I was like, what? Well, and then I'm like, are are people just finding? A fetus. A fetus just appears somewhere in the world. In just the, in an alley somewhere? Yeah. Just like, like. Are people just walking by it and being like, what's that? The implications of this movie are so upsetting. Okay, here's my whole thesis statement. I'm going to sum up everything wrong with this movie in like one example and like one or two sentences. Okay. If you are going to make a science fiction time travel love story. Terminator, got it. Right. Well, Terminator does this uh, does this better. But I mean, like, if you're going to make it and you have them like, visit children or do anything weird and like about time handles this differently, he didn't have to be naked every time he go, he travels. Like that no, does not have to. He could have he could have got injured. He could have died. He could have been attacked and he could have visited children without being naked. And it may have been a little bit better. I have a worse implication if you want to think about it, because we explore a world where a young child time travels and they would also be appearing naked in public when they did so. She never time traveled naked. Why? How? Why is the rules different for her? Why is he allowed to waggle his dick at children and she's suddenly miraculously clothed? Here's Okay, I was going to save this joke for the podcast. I'm just going to do it now in the beginning. The only thing I wanted from this movie was the time cops to come through the thing and arrest him (laughs) for child abuse. Jean-Claude Van Damme could have split up there and arrested him with time-traveling Chris Hansen. (laughs) 
I love that visual. That is pretty great. It's just the guy time travels in the bush suit. <laughs> hey, Eric Mana, would you have a seat on this stump for me? Yeah. <laughs> Empty handed. Oh, Mike's hard lemonade can't time travel. <laughs> <laughs> the bottles can time travel, just not the wrappers. <laughs> just, not the wrappers. <laughs> uh, just a okay. bunch of glass bottles with no wrapper. That's amazing. Here's my problem with this movie right out the gate. The idea that time travel is a genetic disorder. What? Why? I mean, yeah, listen, that was the least of my problems with this movie because this is a movie where you're supposed to feel bad for a pedophile. And like, I just can't, I can't do that. Like when the dad shoots him at the end, I was like, honestly, that's what should have happened at the very first scene when he walked out naked towards his dog. Right. <sighs> yeah. It's... Even the scene where he goes back where she's 18 and he makes out with her. That, oh, yeah. that one made me the most upset. When he non-consensually yes. kisses her. Yeah. To, oh. to like make, he's like, maybe if I'm nice to her now, she won't keep mad at me in the future. And then she like, does she, she has sex with younger him under false pretenses too, right? With that, that's. Also yes, a problem. And, and I was like, this is a weird loophole. There's so many things in this movie that I'm like, the, uh, oh, and you know what? Man. I don't trust past Mikey. Like if, if my <laughs> future wife saw past Mikey, I'd be like, don't talk to him. He's not a great guy. Mikey, save. Like, <laughs> if, if Natalie came across 28 year old Todd, no, avoid that man. If my wife came up to me and was like, I just had sex with a version of you from 15 years ago who traveled to I'd be like, well, you did what? I am leaving you. <laughs> uh, and this came up as I was talking to some other friends about this, about us watching this movie. And I recommended that if someone was to time travel, that they go back to me at 27. Where I was like, that was a pretty, like if you had to pick one, the, that, that year, go for 27. All right. One last thing. Do you think he could have swallowed stuff and then pooped it out in the past? Wait. Or cheeked or cheeked some stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like like prison, yeah. yeah. Um like clothes maybe. <laughs> <Where he's> like, <laughs> why does he always smell coat? like shit? <laughs> yeah. Or like in could he put stuff in his mouth, like and hold it in his cheek, then does it go with him? What about instead of a colostomy bag, it's a colo- a coatstomy bag. It's like it has a coat. <laughs> it's just a raincoat. <laughs> Like those ones you can buy at the airport that fold into that tiny package. All right. We can continue now. I'm done with my thesis about how creepy this movie is. I feel like we thought through more of this than the author did. Well, and then okay. And then everybody's like, but Eric Bana and I like Eric Bana. But I love Eric Bana. Yeah. Both of them are amazing. That's how I know how, how creepy it is. They threw top tier level A talent at this movie and it is still terrible. <laughs> Yeah. I honestly have to assume the source material is terrible. Like, I have to assume that in the book, he's still a pedophile. He still grooms the shit out of Rachel McAdams' character. Like, there's nothing redeemable in this story for me. It makes me uncomfortable. It's written by a lady, which makes me think that she just has a fantasy about older men. But, like... And has since she was a small child. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, when the ghost of her husband visited her. <laughs> No, okay, so when we're talking about social media, like every mom that I'm friends with with two kids was like, that book was so good. And I was like, yeah, same. If an older version of your child's husband came back in time into your backyard to talk to your daughter, what would you do? Call the cops. Exactly. Or shoot them <laughs> yeah, yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. Okay, so it is kind of creepy. But Mikey, a naked futuristic <laughs> husband, not just a regular dude, like like that would be insane. With like a chest tattoo of their daughter. <laughs> yeah, but her bite marks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
oh. And then somebody was like, no, the book's really good, but visualizing it's creepy. And I was like, what does that, that mean? That means it's not good. How do you read books without visualizing them? But here's the thing. People that I respect and and enjoy and have agreed with them on other pieces of media are like, yeah, fantastic book. And so I'm just like, do I have to read this shitty book now? No. <laughs> like, what do I have to do? Don't. She was a full person. She wasn't just a time traveler's wife. Yeah. 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 She was an artist. She she made paper crafts. <laughs> they were only married for like 10 years. She has her whole life ahead of her. Oh, I have notes on what happens, by the way. Yeah, until, he's, yeah, until he shows up. What they didn't show at the end, that poor little girl's stepdad at the house while his wife runs to meet her past dead husband in a field because he time traveled forward. Fun fact, in the book, she ends up with Gomez after I like that for her. He's a good dude. I do too, except I'll I'll talk about it more in fun facts. There are some strange implications there. It's Yeah, I mean he knows about the whole thing and like he's like planning on her to her husband to die. Yeah, well, and they slept together before she runs back into him. Like so like in between them kissing in the field and then him coming like her running back into him in real life oh in between 18 and 25 or whatever yes yeah cool i'm on board for that that's great but then later when they sleep together again he's still married to sharice that's not cool yeah i have a problem with that <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why sorry. even write the book like that like i the- don't know mikey why write this book at all why does this story exist <laughs> i literally can't believe people are like this book is so romantic. Where is it romantic? Is it the <laughs> old man walking out of the forest naked to talk to a six-year-old? Or is it when he forced himself on her when she was 18? Like, where's the romance for you? And you know, in the book, she wasn't 18. Because they make a really good point in the movie. Like, I know you're 18, 18, everyone. She's 18. 18. But at the same time, I'm like, this is someone you have known as a child for years you are an adult and have inserted yourself into their life as a child, influencing them for later, which she absolutely talks about in yes. this movie. And then uh, a better movie would have been when he meets her the first time and she's already in love with him. He's more freaked out and mad at himself for doing that to a little girl. Yes. How about this? How about he never how about he never goes back to her as a little girl? They just meet and fall in love and he dies early and we find out after he's dead that he can time travel and he time travels back to her throughout the rest of her life. So there's no children. Oh my god, how romantic would that be? More than this. I know, that's what I'm saying. Because this movie upset me so much. I don't know. That doesn't sound good either. It I- sounds better <laughs> than pedophilia, Mikey. No, I, th- I-, I think he should have gone back to random times, like the Revolutionary War, and then, <laughs> and then came back. There was that one second when he woke up in the zoo, and I was like, oh, my God, did he go back in time to the dinosaurs? I'm here <laughs> for this. <laughs> well, that, what you're just describing, is synchronicity, which we should, or not synchronicity, synchronic which we should also watch for Horror Virgin. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Here's the perfect plot for this movie. She is an unsuspecting adult woman living her life. He shows up out of the blue. Fully clothed. I mean, he's able (laughs) to get clothes easily, whatever, if you want to keep the naked stuff. But he lets her know that she's the mother of the future, and he's there to protect (laughs) her from a machine that has come back to murder her. (laughs) 
and he does, but unfortunately pays for her protection with his life after they spend one magical night together so that she can give birth to John Connor. The perfect time travel romance already exists. I don't know why we keep trying to rewrite it, guys. I want I want a Terminator sequel. No, you don't. Uh, no, a new Terminator sequel. <laughs> okay. Mixed with this movie where his dad, Kyle Reese, keeps appearing to him like the time traveler's wife. <laughs> you're, what you're describing is the reverse of Terminator 4 in which adult John Connor meets childhood Kyle Reese and like weirdly like grooms him for his mom in a weird way where he's like enlist be a soldier so I can send you back. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was he's like, "Hey, here's my mom's picture." Oh, oh. So that's uh. another instance of time travel grooming. Is this like a thing? Does this happen a lot in time travel movies? You know what time travel movie this didn't happen in? The Night Before Christmas. Save yourself yeah. the time and just watch that. Sir Cole would never do this. Yeah, Sir Cole is a gentleman. Circle would never do this. Circle. I, I 100% am getting you guys bread ornaments for Christmas, and I'll hear nothing about it. Circle K. <laughs> Thank you. And the K means stands for night. It does, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the, the best guy we've ever met. He's the best time traveler. Mm -hmm. Him and Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese is innocent in this. So far. But we're going to go places with movies and in time during <laughs> Mikey's time travel bonkers summer. <laughs> well, we should go places in this episode. So let's get into it. Oh, my God. Okay. So we open on a car driving through winter streets with a woman singing in the front seat and her son singing along in the back seat. This is Henry and his mom. Yeah. And they're having a conversation about, you know, he doesn't think he can sing. She tells him that he can. They sing together. As they look up into the road ahead of them, a truck squeals on the ice and hits their car, just kind of the tip of the headlights. And it causes Henry in the back seat to fly forward and bang his head. And then he disappears from the back of the car. His mom is looking for where he went. And as she looks, another car hits her head on, killing her. I mean, and her car explodes. Then... As she is basically dying, he has time traveled back to two weeks previous and he's watching his family kind of through the window as they kind of sit together. Then he flashes forward naked in the snow. An older version of him comes to him and tells him like, don't worry, you can time travel, but you can't fix that. Sorry about that. Bye. I was immediately mad at this point in the movie. I was immediately like, oh, I hate this movie because yeah. you time travel naked. So the old man, and listen, I know I'm about to say the old man should have been naked when he was talking to that naked boy, and that sounds terrible, but I know. he had time <laughs> to find clothes and put clothes on. He had time to go back and save his mother's life. He chose clothes over his mother's life. I will do you one better. Do it, baby. Later in this movie, he ends up on a train with his mom when oh, yeah. he is just three years old. All it takes, and maybe she won't believe, but like, why doesn't he just like, hey, Christmas Eve, 1972, don't go outside. Yeah, don't drive at all. He time travels back before that so many times. And like, I understand that his death later is kind of not preventable because he doesn't know how it happens and, and it's a result of the traveling. But for people who can't travel, that he travels and sees multiple times, yeah. he could prevent this so much. Like, this movie tries to have its cake and eat it too with like, oh, there are rules and you have to follow them. But then all of a sudden he goes back and remembers the lotto, got the, gets the lotto numbers. Yeah, he makes them millionaires overnight. And then his dad's like, why didn't you save mom? And he's like, you know, I can't do that. 
You know I needed to find a trench coat, a blazer, a slacks, two shoes, and some socks. I don't have time to save everybody, Dad. Well, and a lockpick kit, because unless he's... <laughs> That's what he's smuggling inside his porthole, Paige. Yeah, he's cheeking it. He's cheeking the lockpick kit. He's cheeking it, baby. So here was another thing. As this movie goes, initially in this movie, I wasn't sure if he could control when he travels or not. And we do establish later that his daughter can, but he can't. So is he just constantly cheeking a lockpick kit? Yeah. Yeah. I think he has to remove it to defecate, (laughs) and then he has to put it immediately back. What if he time travels while he's shitting? Oh, he's just pinching one off. and I I don't want to get into all of this. Yeah. Would the poop go with him? I don't know. She's just—he just shows up somewhere at a different time. Half of a poop falling out of him. <laughs> but also, this is like the mannequin question of like, when she turns real, does it cut your dick off? What happens if you're like cheeking something or swallowing something? What if he's just like eating a baguette and it's half in his mouth and he trout? Does it come with him? Like that's what I'm saying. There's so many questions, no answers. He could like build a pocket into his stomach to like what always carry What the fuck are you things. talking about? <laughs> it's gotta be possible. What you're suggesting I don't think is possible, Mikey. We have the technology. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Mikey saw the, the picture of the mouse with the ear grafted onto its back and took it a little bit too far. <laughs> you think you get okay, I'm not a doctor or whatever. No way, Mikey. Really? Is that true? You're not a doctor? But there's gotta be way you can like make a pocket out of your body mikey it's called a vagina well as a, hey, hey. a non-functional part like you gotta don't keep any lock picks inside me please do you think he could just like if he grew out no because <laughs> i feel just... like it, like it can't be outside your body i think it must have to be inside your body it's gotta be deep inside yeah i think in your mouth in your b-hole are the only places you can smuggle it it's like prison mikey what if okay 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 what if he made clothes out of his skin would they travel with him so what you're saying is if he made an eric banna leather coat would that stay with him maybe that's that's how he dies he kills old eric banna to make the coat oh well we figured it out and like also there's there's not enough self-deprecation in this movie like if i was traveling back in time older mikey would just like walk up to younger mikey and punch him i well i feel like eric banna in this movie is just consistently bewildered by everything no matter what time he's in <laughs> yeah well he's having time seizures he's not like super aware of what's going on that's the other this movie establishes that it's basically time seizures and like that's what's like he's epileptic but like so epileptic that he seizes his way into other memories damn dog you ever had such an epileptic break that you like time travel and shit no no because that, that makes happen. no sense <laughs> Exactly. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. The lake house makes more sense than this movie. It's also a better movie. That's a terrible reality. Yes, but that's the timeline we live in. If only we could go back to our past selves watching the lake house and tell them there's a, <laughs> there's a future where this gets worse. What I wouldn't give for a time seizure so I could convince you not to make us watch this movie. <laughs> Just naked Mikey coming in the door being like, I told you. Like, he, just, he just didn't need to be naked. It just adds this whole element of weirdness to the movie. I understand that that's a, a serious issue and they make such a meal out of it in this movie. Yes, they where- do. 
they're constantly like, I've got to find clothes. I've got, I'm naked here. I got to, it's always a thing. But at the same time, I'm more concerned with just like the implications of his lack of control over time travel because it can happen at any time. So like. What if you're having sex with your wife? There you go. Well, and I, in fun facts at one point, because it does just, we'll get to it, I guess. But like, how do you keep a job? Oh, he can't. That's the reason they had to win the lottery because he no, no, can't. No, no, wait. He's a librarian. Is he? We see him there once. Is Yeah, is he? I don't know if he's gamefully employed anywhere. He might hang out at the library, but no. I mean, I do think that the library is one of the only places where you could show up naked with half a poop falling out of your butt and still <laughs> keep your job. Oh, my God. They're just like, oh, Gary, you crazy. Like, this is just, you know, it's kind of the norm. Anyway, we got to talk yeah, about this we actual move. This is going to be the longest episode we've ever done. I can tell already. <laughs> I, my husband is making pulled pork sandwiches, so I have a time limit for deliciousness. Damn it. I hate that he's so attractive. And can cook pork. Fuck! <laughs> anyway. I'm gonna time travel just to like meet young Jake and convince him to be into me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, then you'd have to meet Juggalo Jake, and good luck with that. I honestly would love to just meet Juggalo Jake. Also, you'll be older. Like, you would be naked 40-year-old Todd <laughs> hitting on a 20-year-old Juggalo Jake. Honestly, that would be better than this movie. I like that you at least made Jake 20. Yeah, exactly. You. I was afraid you were going to make him six like the author of this book did. <laughs> you just pop up out of his sandbox naked. <laughs> You'll love me in 20 years. He just oh calls me gosh. Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, Sandman showed me his penis. What the fuck? Batman's getting weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, Paige. We got to move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, so we cut to present day where he is in one of the like back stacks of the library putting his clothes back on so he has traveled back to the future he's reclothed walks back through the library and gets someone a book that they were asking for and they ask if he has any christmas eve plans and he says oh yeah big plans but we reveal that he's just at a diner alone pouring booze into his coffee where he sees the Santa Bell again that we just saw as they drove through town yeah. in the flashback. We cut to the next day. Rachel McAdams shows up and is introduced to him as the special collection librarian. But again, we never see him at work again after this. But she immediately is like, oh, my God, Henry, it's you. You told me this would happen. I was supposed to act normal, but I'm not. And he's like, I have no idea who you are. And she's like, I'm Claire. You've been grooming me since I was six. <laughs> what drives me crazy about this is not so much the grooming yet because we haven't seen that yet. What drives me crazy about this scene is that Eric Bana has time traveled a bunch up to this point. Right. And the fact that someone is like, hey, I met a future you who came back to groom a younger me. That would not be out of the question. Like, he should not be responding right. like, this isn't possible. How is this happening? He'd be like, right. I guess later in life I get really creepy, but I guess whatever. <laughs> let's roll with this. I don't have anything to add. I mean, he's really creepy. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, was, I was happy he was surprised and like, which eight-year-old are we talking about? <laughs> oh, oh, my no. God. Oh, no. He like pulls out a list. What was your name again? Was uh, it Shannon? Brianna. Was it Janet? Tina. Was it? Oh, it was Claire. Claire. Okay, I got you. Claire. Okay. You you were four on my list. Claire from the eighties. Oh or, oh or, oh, Rachel or, or. from the sixties. Okay. <laughs> 
suddenly all of these unsolved child abduction cases uh, just because he's been time traveling uh, uh, this whole time. That's the next QAnon conspiracy. Is that Joe Biden is a time traveler that travels through time to eat children to gain their adrenochrome? Yes. He only eats them so he can take them back because they can't travel outside his body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I thought this one was going to survive the trip. So they go out for dinner and he time travels again. He gets arrested and then time travels right back. He makes it to dinner and she then tells him when you're older, you'll travel back to me when I'm a little girl. I was six. By the way, you're not supposed to drink. Dr. Kendrick says drinking makes you travel more often. And then she pulls out the notebook where he is. She is like kept track of him visiting her multiple times. Yeah. In my notes, I just have. Is he a stalker through time? Yes. Like the answer is yes. This is this is so upsetting. And she just is like, yeah, you go back to the same places a lot. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I tend to go back to big events. And she's like, I was a big event. And he's like, can we pretend like it's the first time that I didn't groom you from childhood? Time out. <laughs> so if he goes back to the same places over and over. Are there like 40 Eric Bannas watching his mom die in a car crash? Yeah. So honestly, like if I could time travel like 100% and like. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Like that's all I would be doing. All I would be doing would be tr- trying to save my mom. Now, like I understand that. But you don't understand, Todd, that TruckNet from the future would also send back <laughs> T-Truck Thousand. But the truck has to arrive naked yeah. without tires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only organic materials can come. It has to pick a lock to find tires. No, you're, you're absolutely right you're absolutely right but like that's the whole thing i thought about. i was like can't he just take the other 39 eric bannas that are there and like all of them team up to do something about it i okay but also todd you're not gonna like this but you're gonna have to sleep with one of those trucks (laughs) sometimes you gotta seduce it to make it do what you want yeah so that you can give birth to the truck that's going to save us from the invasion of trucks in the future Oh, I thought Todd and the truck's baby grows up to be Todd's grandfather. (laughs) That'd be in line with this film. Anyway, they go back to the apartment. He tries to quickly clean and they stone cold bone. Because she has been groomed since she was six to be easy for him. And as they're having sex, he's like, tell me again how we meet. And I'm like, no, never mention the way you met ever 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 she's like i was eight and he's like oh i was six six Mikey, Mikey. Ah! six she was six when he came to her naked and he came to her naked now in but yeah oh my god and we see that meeting as a flashback here and it very 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 much reads like he is grooming her it is so upsetting where he's like Hand me the blanket. Don't tell your mom. Yeah. I'm a time traveler. Yep. And you're like, I know everyone's names. And I was like, run, little girl. Run. I He's going to abduct you through time. I-, I watch a lot of true crime docs. I cannot tell you. Yes. I have watched more than three that have had someone abduct a little girl and say that they are an alien from the future or they're like from the future and they have to start a safe like race or whatever. And like he is going to put her in a Winnebago and drive her to Mexico so that they can get married and start a cult. Yes, that's one of them. I think you mean he's going to put her in a DeLorean and go back in time to Salt Lake City. (laughs) We got a bone for 88 miles an hour. (laughs) <laughs> but then also he's gonna have a sexual relationship with both of her parents somehow oh my that God. neither of them talk about 
Anyway, watch Abducted in Plain Sight because it's basically this movie if he was just lying. Yeah, it's this movie if Eric Bana didn't time travel and was just gaslighting people. <laughs> it was just a naked guy in the bushes. Yeah, this movie's actually just <laughs> based off his written statement to police. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, if he had We're given five the, minutes, into I know, I know, I know. If Eric Bana is just a pedophile, but he had given this written statement to police, he definitely could do the insanity defense because this shit's crazy. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, I had to wait until I could get a Winnebago. So until then, I had to pick locks and find clothes. <laughs> anyway, we cut to. What seems to be a couple weeks later, they're going to dinner with friends, which is Gomez and Charisse. And Gomez and Charisse are meeting Henry for the first time. And it implies that Claire has been living with them. Like, she's their roommate because he finds her journal there. That's what it looks like, yeah. Yeah, and he wants to know the dates. Which is another thing that this movie does a lot of, of like, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Does the doctor diagnose him with something because he comes up with it or because he told him that that's what it would be? Do they name their daughter Alba because that's the name they settle on or because he runs into it in the future and that's what it is? Or did he go visit Jessica Alba in the past? I, here's the thing. Fuck this movie and then just go watch Dark on Netflix instead. Because Dark deals with some of this same kind of shit, but they're just like, yes, this is why time travel is difficult and you've created a paradox because now you've handed me a book that describes how time travel works, a book that I will then later write based on the book that you've handed me because you need me to write it so that you can acquire it in the future and bring it back to me now. And you're just like, my brain hurts and this is in German. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up Dark Angel, which featured one Jessica Alba and was out <laughs> during the time that Eric Bana was traveling around a lot. So maybe that is the reason they named her Alba. Maybe. Anyway, so we cut to he runs into Gomez outside a gay bar where he's being beat up in the alley. And Gomez is like, hey, guy, I met a couple days ago dating my very close friend. What's happening here? <laughs> like, what? Please explain. I don't think it was a gay bar page. I think it was outside a regular bar. He was just in an alley to the side. And the only clothes he could find were like those effeminate clothes, probably girls clothes oh, okay. that he could find. And he was getting beat up because someone from the bar was like, look at this pansy or whatever and started beating him up. Yeah. And then okay, Eric Vanna, because he's the Hulk, beat the shit out of the guy. And that's when Gomez, whose real name is like Gobolinsky, like it has nothing, it's doesn't, yeah, I, it's not Gomez. He's like, a, he's Polish or whatever. It's a very, very strange. I don't. That would be like my last name is Schlosser, which is very German, but calling me Lopez for short. Like that, they're not at all related. They sound somewhat similar, I guess. But like, it's ridiculous. Anyway, so Gomez comes up to him and is like, what's going on? And he's just like, whatever, I'll explain it to you. You're not going to believe me. And Gomez doesn't believe him until he vanishes right in front of him. Right. At that point, like, because they have this whole conversation where he's like, tell me what's going on. And he tells him and he's like, I don't believe you. And you're having sex with my friend. And that's a problem. Yeah. But then he does see him disappear. And so then he just shows up at Claire's and is like, don't marry that guy. He's a time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, she shouldn't marry that guy. Yeah. He's a pedophile who groomed her. <laughs> yeah. Time travel is the least amount of reasons he should, he should not marry her. <laughs> but Gomez doesn't know that she, that she has been groomed from the age of six by this naked man. Well, she basically, t- it, it's implied that she tells him right here that she's just like, no, 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 I know because, you know, he's been time traveling to me since I was a child. So, so like, you don't know. even worry about it. It's fine. Like, 
I've known him since I was six. <laughs> I wanted her to pull like Gomez when I was 12. He told me that you're a total dick and not to listen to you ever. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to the scene where he gets on a train and, and we find out that he's in the past because he's there seeing his mom. Yeah. But this is the scene where I was like, you could just tell her how she dies. Her death is avoidable. It is. Why? And is 100% on him at this point in my eyes. Yeah. Unless they did that and then showed her still going out and like ignoring it. That's a way better movie. I know, but then it's not his fault, right? Because that's like she, or he goes to tell her and then she from the past grabs his hand and stops him. Well, that's what happens in Thor. Yeah. And and I like that. Okay. In it's, uh, no, I think it was Endgame. Is that the one that it happens in? Yes. It's Thor's mom in, in, in the last one. In the last of That made me sob like crazy because she's like, hey, I understand that I die and it's going to be painful for you. But in order for you to become the person you become, you're going to need things to stay the way they are. And you're just like, oh, my God, he can't save her. Yeah, that's such a good movie compared to this. Yeah, because it actually posits a world where he can't save her. Right. And in this world, he's just a monster who chooses clothing over his mother's life. I, and the, don't forget the lottery. He also chooses the lottery over his mother's life. Yes. If this was dark, a version of her from an alternate future would show up and be like, don't touch that. You have no idea what you're messing with. We don't have much time. And then they'd time travel to another place. I assume it's in German. Uh, and then, you know, <laughs> two seasons later, I'm like, was all of this about nihilism? And the answer is yes. Yes. It's German, so yes. Skynet is already self-aware. What are you doing? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We thought we canceled Judgment Day, but we only delayed it. (laughs) For 20 years (laughs) until the rights reverted back. Take this coffin full of guns. (laughs) Anyway. Hi, I'm Eric Bana, and in 30 years, I'm going to fuck you. No. Hey, little girl. No. Hello, little girl. What's your rush? No Into the Woods fans? Great. We are 44 minutes into this recording. Okay, okay, we've got to go to the next scene. I did find oh. it weird that, like, at towards the end of the movie, when Alba was like, hey, Dad, the way I stop myself from going sometimes is I start singing, and then Eric Bana immediately starts singing, thank heaven uh, for little uh. girls. Oh, no. You made me watch this movie, you monster! (laughs) It definitely would have been Pretty Young Thing or Young Girl, you're out of your mind. My love for you is way out of line. Better run, girl. You're much too young, girl. Or My Sharona. I was thinking My Sharona too, yes. Mm -hmm. Wait, is that about pedophilia? Yes, it is. No, I love that song. Only gives it up to the touch of a younger kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's one of those things where, like, it's better not to learn the words. Yep. I know because I love that song. Anyway, as she's getting off, or he's getting off the train, she basically says, make sure that you let that girl know how you feel about her, which I'm sure is just her being like, please leave me alone, crazy fan. Here's something you can hold on to. Yeah. Because he seems to just be a crazy fan. So he shows up at his dad's house and his dad is clearly suffering some of the more severe symptoms of alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's depressed. His wife died. And yeah, I mean, he's going through a lot. He's going through a lot and he's got tremors, which is making it difficult for him to play. I will say he's the most grizzled violin player I've ever seen on film. 
I liked it. I'm here yeah. for it. I honestly <laughs> want a story of his dad's life. He's like, ee, ee, ee. he's like, I can't play anymore because the world's been so hard. I fought in Nam and I came back to play this violin. I'm on leave from the symphony because of all this <laughs> shit. And I was like, what? This doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm getting too drunk for this shit. The things <laughs> I saw at the Hollywood Bowl. You wouldn't believe. <laughs> People on blankets with plastic wine glasses. <laughs> uh, we do find out in this scene that Eric Bana has stopped drinking because it seems to cut back on his traveling. That's why I don't drink. <laughs> you never started. True. Not me. I drink all the time. I like to just wake up and be like, oh, I'm in Scotland. <laughs> honestly go to scotland man it's one of my favorite places edinburgh my favorite city and you'd have to find less clothes because they don't wear anything under those kilts oh no they don't <laughs> i learned that <laughs> in blood sport <laughs> honestly when it's cold they wear a shitload over those kilts though over them but not under. Yeah. <laughs> anyway he comes to ask for his mom's engagement ring his dad does give it to him and we do find out later that his dad does stop drinking and attends the wedding and it kind of repairs their relationship, but we don't really get to see any of that because they're too busy showing us him grooming this young girl. I would have loved to have focused more on the father-son relationship than the grooming a child relationship. See, here's the problem though. His father is like in his 50s or 60s, not six. So he's just not that He's not interested in it. Yeah, he's like, I'm over this, dad. (laughs) We cut back to what I will call present day, I guess where he puts the rings on Rachel McAdams' finger while she's sleeping. So she still doesn't get a choice. He doesn't even really ask her. I know. Like, oh, there are so many consent issues in this movie. Even the will you marry me question is like assumed because he has been grooming her for 20 years at this point. Yeah. And like, you guys didn't get my consent to make me watch this shit. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you say you guys... When Mikey made me watch it, too, first off. Well, if you guys think back in your backyards when a naked man said, hey. (laughs) It's just Mikey. What if there was a stomach pocket? What the fuck is he talking about? (laughs) Who beat your chest? (laughs) Disappears back. I need you to remember the word podcast and bonkers movies. And keep that in your minds forever. Six-year-old Paige is like, what the fuck is a podcast? (laughs) It's like Maki walking back into the woods. It's a dying medium! (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't tell me to invest in Bitcoin seven years ago, you monster. (laughs) You had to tell me to watch Remember Me and then The Time Traveler's Wife. You're like a super villain. Uh, You listen to it on an MP3 player. What's an MP3 player? A thing that plays music like CDs? You'll never understand. Hang on. I've got one cheeks. Let me show you. (laughs) This smells like shit. It's in my stomach pocket. It's it's playing third eye blind. It's playing third eye blind. Oh my I'm god. I'm pretty sure that's semi-sonic. Uh, so anyway, she she eventually does say yes, even though it's weird. She says no first, and I hated it. I hated it so much because I felt like the writer thought that was a cute joke. And I was like, no, she should say no, slap him, run away, and then anytime she sees him, shoot at him until he's dead. But she's like, oh, I'm just kidding. You groomed me correctly, so we're gonna get married now. <laughs> It's terrible. So we cut to their wedding, at which point I was like, if he can't control when he travels, then why have a big wedding? 
Because <laughs> Yeah. No, Paige, you're absolutely right. And I was thinking the same thing. Like, you can't guarantee that he'll be there. Because she comes from a well-off family. I mean, they're going to have a big wedding. Yeah, and they have it at their place. So, like, the venue was cheap because it was just their house. But everything else is super – like, it's a really nice wedding. Like, they paid a lot for that wedding even though it was at her family's house. Well, and he does get his hair cut beforehand. Yeah. And his dad makes it to the wedding. But – He disappears right out of the suit and then older version of him shows back up, which at this point I'm like, okay, if he can't control it, how is he controlling it? Like, how can he guarantee that he shows up there in time? Oh, yeah. It's because the author was just like, wouldn't it be interesting if 40-year-old Eric Bana married 26-year-old Rachel McAdams? You know, to just make it closer to the age gap that they had when they initially met. We just call that the Malibu (laughs) special out here, but you know. I think it would be more interesting if 40 of him show up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Eric Bana. No, I'm Eric Bana. Which one do we shoot? And they all line up like groomsmen. (laughs) <laughs> like multiplicity? Yeah. <laughs> but they're each wearing a different tux, yeah. like the end of 27 dresses. Oh. Anyway, older Eric Bana shows up, and she's excited because that's the one that she used to see as a child. Yeah, which is super gross, right? That yes. leaves a real it's bad taste abs- in my mouth, especially repeating it now. As long as, oh man, I hate everything about this. Other people notice the difference too. And at no point is anyone like weird. They're just like, he has gray hair and then it's never addressed. He could have made a joke out of that. He could have been like, man, today's real stressful. See? (laughs) Yeah. Wedding planning, right? (laughs) Oh yeah. Cause Eric Bana's full of like real, real big jokes in this film. He's not a jokey guy. He's not a comedic actor. But then here's what's even crazier. So he does make it back for the reception, whatever. But then their first dance is to Joy Division's Love Will Tear Us Apart. I know. And it is a terrible cover of that song. Yeah, the guy literally can't sing. He's like, he sounds terrible. I can't think of. No, that's not true. Uh, I was going to say, I can't think of a worse song for your first dance, but my former cult podcast host, Marie, one time went to a wedding where they played Sugar Sugar, How You Get So Fly for their first dance. What? And Wow. Yeah. That's kind <laughs> yeah. of amazing. Like, that's a swing. It's a swing. Like, was it choreographed? No. Wow. <laughs> so they were just like, hey, man, this is the first song we danced to when we were taking quaaludes back in the 70s. Like, why the fuck would they? Why? No, Sugar Sugar, what you get? I, I, I know, mean, the it's ni- more like, like 90s. Yeah. But yeah, Joy Division's level tear us apart. Like, why is that your song? Like, what is going on? That has to be like the director's favorite song or something. I wouldn't be surprised if it was in the book because everything terrible is in the book, apparently. <laughs> Or it's like his future self comes back and changes the song just to fuck with his past self. (laughs) Just comes back and is like, we're going to do Ugly by Bubba Sparks. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I love me some Bubba Sparks. Honestly, I I wish it was the actor Darius Rucker. The actor Darius The classical actor. Yeah. You should see his Hamlet, man. It's amazing. Wait, how are they not doing Sign of the Times by Prince? (laughs) Honestly, it should have just been my Sharona. Like we wrote this joke 30 minutes ago and we talked about those songs. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So they go up to the bedroom for their wedding night and they waste time jumping on the bed when he could have been like four and a half inches into her when he disappeared. But instead they're jumping, they're jumping and his clothes collapse. 
and his ring falls off and she just lays it down, puts it on her finger and waits. It's a terrible life that she has been groomed into thinking that she wants. I know. <laughs> yeah. So he then appears naked in the woods and this is where he, he does. I know. It's just batshit insane. Well, and this is that next Tuesday. So he met her as a young child and then is like, I'll be back next Tuesday. This is that next Tuesday. They have a picnic. She left clothes out for him. And she's telling him about like her parents and how she feels. And this is so groomy. It makes me upset. Yeah. Yeah. Because she as a little girl is like, oh, I kind of hoped that you'd be married to me in the future, which is something that little girls do. They do kind of. That is a little girl thing. I will. Yeah. Yeah. I, that is not on her. I do hate that he went from being a groom to grooming immediately in this movie. Yeah. Well, and so he then he doesn't tell her that they're married in the future, which to be honest, I was kind of glad because that was the only thing that would have made it worse is him being like, we're going to be married in the future. Get in this Winnebago. We've got to get to Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he do that when she's 18, though? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. So he comes back present day. She's asleep and he just climbs into bed next to her and was like, I was just talking to you as a child and you were jealous of my wife. <laughs> Make out. And I'm like, oh, oh, no. Like, Can I ask a question, Paige? If Jake tonight crawled into bed and said those exact words to you, would that get you going? Like, that seems like I would be freaked out. I would, A, rack my brain as a child to be like, did he time travel and groom me? Is that how I ended up here? But then also, I would be like, yeah, I don't think so. No, I would be very upset. He convinced you that shoulder width was what was important in a man. Nah, nah, that's... That's Henry Cavill's. Uh, he's to blame for that one. That or all of the 80s action movies I watched as a child. Yeah. Uh, which I'm pretty sure on Horror Virgin when we did Predator, it came up. It did. Because Arnold is a full triangle in that movie. And I was like, well, Paige, I think this explains some things. Yeah. Anyway, so they move into a house and we get like a montage of him like disappearing. So like the shower's running, he's gone. Then he's back later that night. Then he's holding plates and he's gone and they break. Then Christmas morning, he's gone. And he's gone for like two weeks and couldn't get back. Right. And I just have in my notes, I'm like, this is a horrible life. This is so terrible. Never knowing when he was going to go or come back. You don't even know if he's going to come back. What if he gets stuck? Yeah. No one knows how it works. Well, and she's alone for Christmas and New Year's, but so is he. Like, And he even tried to yeah. drink to force it to come back or whatever. But like, it's just a terrible life for both of them. And I feel right. I would feel bad for him if he didn't groom an innocent six year old into <laughs> being his like wife and make her live this life with him. Yeah, I mean, I know she's the mother of the future, but like <laughs> Sarah Connor deserves better Kyle Reese. Should have stayed around. You never paid child support. The only thing that would make this movie creepier is if he started calling her by like her nickname that they called her as a kid. Oh, oh I just got chills. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Not a good kind either. Like, no. He was a serial killer all along. You're like, oh. Anyway, she leaves. He gets back. She leaves to go to work and she kisses that gallery guy on the cheek, Jeremy. And I just have in my notes, Jeremy, the one she tells you not to worry. About. <laughs> Honestly, she should have married Jeremy had she not been groomed for 20 years. 
Well, he never comes back because uh, she runs into Eric Bana on the bench outside. And this is where he has somehow engineered them winning the lottery, despite him not having any control over his time travel abilities. Yeah. Which is weird. At this point, I was just like, oh, so there are no rules. Yeah, that's what I was like. The rules are I'm going to apply time travel to make it either groomy and weird or sad. If it doesn't do that to serve the story, I'm not going to let him time travel. And they don't even have a magic amulet. That's true. <laughs> and here's what really bothers me about this. They only win $5 million. I know. And there's no way they could subsist on $5 million living in that house and just not working unless she's like a successful artist. She has family money. Clearly. Okay. That's, yeah, that's true. And it is implied that they do eventually move into her parents' house. <laughs> because he can't hold a job. Because he can't hold a job. He's a loser pedophile who groomed their daughter. It's no wonder the dad shoots him at the end. Yeah, I know. So he wins that five million and they walk through a bunch of different houses. He's like, this isn't the one. And then they finally find the one and he's like, this is the one. There's your studio. And they're obsessed with it. So we cut to they have Gomez and Sharice over and they hear a coughing and grunting and they run to the hallway where there's an older. He appears to have been stabbed or shot Henry dying in the foyer and then he disappears. I couldn't help it. But when I saw this scene, because all of them are there, right? It's Gomez. Right. It's Gomez's wife. It's Claire. And it's Eric Banner, right? All seeing dying Eric Bana on the floor completely naked. Right. For like three seconds. He's there. He, they get there to see it. And then he vanishes. Right. If that was me to like break the tension, I would have turned and been like, well, now everyone's seen my dick. <laughs> <laughs> What's new? <laughs> Here's something else to consider. That's him when he's dying. But we watch him die later and he doesn't travel. True. <laughs> he travels right back to them. You're right. Yeah. He literally only travels to get shot and then goes back to die. He's gone for yeah. 15 seconds. This scene is actually him building his stomach pocket. <laughs> this is stomach pocket surgery. It's rough, yeah. but worth it. Stop trying to make stomach pocket happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Are you tired of having to wear clothes with pockets? Try stomach pocket, <laughs> a pocket grafted to your stomach made of your own skin. Stomach pocket, finally a place for your drugs. <laughs> that's the first place they would check if you go through an airport and they're like patting you down they're like oh stomach pocket why does your skin have a button on it <laughs> <laughs> it's just an extra thumb it's like a toggle anyway we cut to the next day after they've been very disturbed by watching him die yeah and she's like i've never seen you older than like 40 so maybe you stop traveling maybe you die what's happening there's got to be a cure something that can help because we're having a baby and at this point in my note i said what if the baby time travels and i was only two scenes away from being right yeah yeah this movie goes places oh my god so they have to find dr kendrick and they do and dr kendrick is like okay this is a joke did one of my students put you up to this And he's laughing in his face and i'm like he should have called that podiatrist dr kendrick <laughs> <laughs> i was like there's no way anna's father is gonna believe them yeah right <laughs> <laughs> love anna kendrick so he basically leaves without learning anything. Right. Cut to Rachel McAdams is at a diner and has a miscarriage while literally sitting there eating. This is the first time she has one. It's honestly, it's heartbreaking, man. It's so rough. They have 
so many miscarriages in this movie. It is heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. And very difficult. Yeah, especially when they appear years later in their living room. I oh can't, my oh. God, I didn't think about that. That's a dark timeline. Mikey, I kept wondering if she would like, quote, lose the baby because it traveled, but then it would travel back. And so she like a like a switch, like pregnant, unpregnant, right. pregnant, unpregnant. But I, I guess if you die while traveling, you just die. You're just where you are. So I but here's the thing. It happens to them so many times. And I'm like, is no one in the past like. Where are all of these coming from? I keep finding them in the alley. What I needed was like a, we've been finding these fetuses all around town. Like I needed that news story in the background. It'd be so upsetting. So my question was, and Paige, you sort of touched on it a little bit. Do they, God, this is such a dark topic to be talking about. I want to apologize for what I'm about to say, but like. Trigger warning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do they disappear from her womb, go back in the past or in the future, die, and then go back to her womb? Or do they stay there dead? And if they just stay there dead, are the doctors like, what the fuck happened to the baby that was in here? Like, I I don't understand. Like, there, I have so many questions about, like, the practical application of this, but all of it's terrible. So there's a few different things, too, because they also put time limits on how long she has been pregnant versus when they're traveling out of her womb. Because... At a certain point, they it's happened multiple times. She's never made it past 10 weeks. So at like two months, you barely know you're pregnant most of right, the time. Right, 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 yeah. Because it has to be at least two weeks past your missed period is like the earliest you could possibly know. And so I would imagine that they would assume that she had lost the baby in th- in the bleed out that happens. And I, I'm so sorry. That's very dark. I get that. Yeah, like, it's not fun to talk about. But then what's traveling? Like what lands where it has traveled? Can it? And does this pause it? I mean, I guess this movie would have to pause it that the ability to travel literally begins at conception. So you're saying that you're saying Conservatives that Conservatives are right, man. God <laughs> damn it. I, I, honestly, this is the darkest thing that's come out of this podcast. They're saying it's a, a like a genetic abnormality and specifically that it's like tied to brain function. And I'm like, that's a lot of that's not there at yeah. this point. No, not to diminish. Here's the thing. It's a baby. They wanted it. It's sad that they don't have it. So that, that is brutal. And it is a, a horrifically sad thing to go through. But just the implications of how this movie treats both pregnancy, miscarriages, and this and weird consent. time travel yeah. element mm-hmm. and consent. <laughs> and this weird tri- time travel element is so confusing. And it's like they did it without thinking of the implications. They shouldn't have done it because of the implication. But like they, they, it's like they didn't think two steps further where they're just like, oh, the baby travels. And no one at any point was like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, what are the implications of that? Like, think that through and then don't do that. Right. It would be like a horror movie. Like, you have a positive pregnancy test, you turn around, and there's a fetus on the floor. Yep. The other thing this movie doesn't understand is genetics. Because not every baby would have this genetic defect. So, it would happen occasionally, but they would have some kids that had just you know, more of Rachel McAdams' genes and did not travel. Well, and neither, neither parent has it. So like his mom and dad didn't have it. Yeah. So sometimes just like Teen Wolf, it skips a generation. Yeah. 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 You'll never understand, dad. Open the bathroom door, Michael J. Fox. 
Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> Dude, I love that movie so much. Boof can get it. All right, sorry. So he goes and tries to appeal to Dr. Kendrick to try and help prevent them from having further miscarriages because it's so hard to deal with and it's happening over and over again. It's just brutal yeah. on Rachel McAdams, 100%. And so he has an MRI and he disappears. He like travels mid MRI. But this is what allows Anna's father to like figure out that he's having a seizure every time he time travels because he sees right. it on the MRI. Right. But again, it's one of those things where I'm like, no one thought this through. No one thought this through. No. The science doesn't work. The science fiction doesn't work. None of it works. The consent doesn't work. Like th uh. this has issues. Well, she's about to get him back. He, well, here's what happens. So essentially she is now 10 weeks pregnant as this MRI is happening. Yeah. And he suggests that what they're going to do is look at henry's genes and then they're going to do the same test on the fetus and they're like it's non-invasive and i'm like how any well i guess amniocentesis but i would call that kind of invasive it's anyway. a big needle i think right yeah. I, I feel like we're getting bogged down on this section yeah yeah that's true none of this makes sense anyway <laughs> have fun editing this future todd future todd's gonna appear behind you todd and hit you naked be like boop 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 cut that regardless <laughs> Before they are able to do those tests, she unfortunately miscarries again. And they're walking down the street talking about it. And a little girl is following them. And I immediately knew I was like, oh, they do eventually have a baby because that's clearly her. And she is traveling. It's very clear foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. Then we cut to Eric Bana has a vasectomy because now here's the thing. Grooming aside. Let's pretend she wasn't groomed. I feel like he's making this decision without talking to her clearly because she finds out about it later and while it is his body and it is his choice i do think it's kind of shitty for him to not let her know <laughs> as yeah. they were trying to have a baby like just from a communication standpoint as a couple like he definitely has a right to do whatever he wants with his body but i feel like for couple communication he probably should have said something oh he absolutely should have and the doctor even brings that up sort of yeah he finishes the vasectomy and then immediately travels and this is where he runs into claire as an 18 year old and he's having a bad day and they're fighting and he's like you're not gonna like what i just did and that's why i traveled because it you know stressed me out or whatever yeah it's your fault i travel because you stress me out so much claire <laughs> Claire, uh, she slaps him. He kisses her and they end up kissing again. Yeah. And this upset me so much. Me too. The idea of him talking to her at multiple points throughout her childhood growing up is upsetting to begin with. Him then fostering a romantic relationship with her in the past is equally as upsetting and I don't like it at all. It, yeah. it, ooh, it squicks me out a lot. So he comes home. He goes to her studio. He does admittedly tell her about the vasectomy. And she's furious because she's like, you tricked me. And she even says, like, you came to that meadow. You set me up. Like, yeah. you put me in a position where I would fall for you knowing what the future was yep. like i didn't get to choose this life i never had a choice yeah yeah and then they never talk about it the rest of the movie what drives me insane is that when the author was writing this part of the book she didn't immediately burn the manuscript and move on to something else she wrote <laughs> that what she was doing was bad like i should not be writing this but no. she could have made it better if the person who shot him at the end was future claire Ooh. <laughs> 
or past Claire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Either one. It's great. Honestly, I'm here and for it. And then future Claire has just been stringing him along, knowing that past Claire is going to come and clean up the mess. I like all of this. So she gets a phone call. She drives to a vacant lot. He gets in the car and it's clearly past Henry. And they have sex in the car. Like you do when you're cheating on your husband with him. It's real. Ugh. It's weird. It's not great. She's like, got you back, bitch. It's it's pretty confusing. Um, I do have in my notes, oh, shit, is past Henry going to knock her up? And that's exactly what happens. Uh, so we cut back to the house a couple weeks later. She reveals that she's pregnant and is like, do you remember the night in the parking lot? And he's just like, oh, um, OK. Uh, but she is. At 18 weeks, they do find out it's a girl. They actively try to not stress him out so that he doesn't travel and that ideally the baby doesn't travel. And they talk about naming her. And the first name they have is Mia, which made me laugh really hard because I had written a roast joke for somebody who named their kid Mia that essentially she would always know where her dad was missing in action. (laughs) And I was like, it's applicable for this movie, too. And they don't settle on a name, but as they're talking about it, he then travels to a museum exhibit where he meets their daughter, Alba, yeah. and she tells him all kinds of stuff like, you're going to die when I'm five, and that she can control when and where she travels. Right, which I thought was cool. I'd be like, well, I want a movie about Alba's story. I don't give a shit about her horrible father. I want him to continue then time traveling back to Alba, who then teaches him how to control it. Yeah. Like, honestly, I do feel like you could retcon this movie and fix it like if you had a second one that was about Alba's story and she goes back and saves his her grandmother right and then like that changes the timeline to where he doesn't like groom Rachel McAdams she is the Cuisette Sutterock that's all I'm saying like (laughs) She has the ability to control time and where she flows through it. That's awesome. She's like, just sing, Dad. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he's just like, love, love will tear us apart. Oh and she's God. like, I said sing. <laughs> I, I, I like at the end where he's like, I can't sing. Anyway, he goes back. He tells Rachel McAdams that it's Alba and she's going to be okay and she's beautiful and smart. You're going to love her so much. And she has the baby. But then I'm like, what if she travels as a toddler? That's equally as dangerous. Just like a two-year-old, just like bloop, bloop. But then there's this whole, it's like she doesn't travel until she's five, which also Eric Bana's character didn't travel until he was like a kid yeah 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 so why are the fetuses traveling (laughs) like what is happening good point this movie makes no sense so here's my theory that you travel at your first traumatic memory so for him it's his mom dying for her it's him dying yeah and that's what starts her traveling oh for me it would be like when i went to my friend's house and he had wood paneling you son of a bitch. But, okay, <laughs> but that means why are the fetuses traveling? It still doesn't work. It's a weird inclusion and it, it doesn't work. Yeah, it breaks its own rules, sort of. But this whole movie is garbage. So, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Anyway, we get to her fifth birthday and older Alba shows up to play with younger Alba and tells her that her dad's going to die that year. Which is like, that's not a great thing to hear on your fifth birthday, right? Nope. 
Hey, thanks, future right. me, for ruining my party. <laughs> I do think it's funny that the only person that Alba could get to come to her party is future Alba. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because her mom's serving sandwiches. Order a pizza. You're rich. You're a monster. She's not rich. She lives with her parents because her husband can't hold down a job. Do you see the living room where I put the paper mache over the mantel? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Rachel McAdams gets the information out of her. Yeah. And confronts Henry about it. And Henry's like, I don't know much more than Alba told me because Alba's pretty cagey with the details. Anyway. Louis <laughs> so dumb. We get a fake out where it looks like he dies, but he's just been hurt and he gets hypothermia. So he ends up in a wheelchair. He's got frostbite on his purple frozen leg. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like Todd's foot regular. Yeah. Oh, my feet are regular colors. <laughs> they're just never cold in the winter because they're hairy. Oh, God. Anyway, they put him on pain meds, which causes him to travel a lot. Yeah. And she tries to teach him how to stay by singing, but he fades and he's gone. He wakes up in the snow outside watching fireworks and looks through the window and watches himself die. Yeah. Then he comes back. And you see his handprint on the window. I, I really did almost start crying later when the handprint comes back. I, I did. Yeah. Whatever. This movie's bad, but it made me cry. If he went back in time and jerked himself off, would that be masturbation? Yes. So technically, yes. Like, even if he had full penetrative sex with himself, that's masturbation. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mikey's like, mm, I need to start time traveling. <laughs> no. Anyway, no. now that he has a time, kind of a time frame on when he thinks he's going to die, he starts teaching Alba time travel stuff, like how to pick locks. Uh, he's teaching Claire how to cook. Don't worry, honey. We'll make you a stomach pocket before daddy does. <laughs> oh, jeez. We see that Alba found the Christmas presents. We cut to Christmas morning and... It becomes pretty clear as the day goes on that this is the day. This yeah. is when he's going to die. So he says goodbye to Gomez. He has Rachel McAdams come outside and he's like, it's probably going to happen tonight. And so they have like a moment where they're kind of kissing and declaring their love for each other, yep. saying that they wouldn't give up one second. I'm so glad you groomed me from when I was six. So I can't oh, uh. understand that this is not a healthy relationship. Yeah. We cut to he's in the forest. Uh, her dad is hunting deer. He fires, he gets shot, and he comes back. And as he comes back, it's the scene that we've seen before. Um, and he dies on the floor yep. as the handprint on the window fades. And Alba, later that night, climbs into bed with her mom, and they kind of cuddle together. And she's like, aren't you glad that daddy's dead? Oh, jeez. <laughs> we, we cut to a couple years later in the field, and he shows up. And they get to have kind of like one more moment together before he fades away. I did get really teary eyed here because like. She, what? No. Oh, I saw. Yeah, because I he is there to see his daughter. Right. And then Rachel McAdams starts running from the house and it takes her forever to get there because it's so far away. And she's like full on running. And I'm like, this man won't even run to his wife. He makes her come all the way to him. He knows he's going to be leaving soon. He's like, I don't want to answer any questions that she might have. Todd, the 90-10 rule works no matter what distance. <laughs> I will say I, I was very sad and, and crying until the last line where Alba is like, sometimes I think he's in the trees watching me. And then her mom is like, I used to think that when I was a little girl. And I was just like, <gasps> Oh, oh no, 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 no. And, and that's, that's the movie. movie.
So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about the time traveler's wife? I think I've said enough. I think if you want to hear my thoughts on this movie, you're going to have to go back in time. <laughs> an hour and a half and listen to the beginning in order for me to like this movie you're gonna have to go back to a six-year-old me and groom me into liking this movie because it's fully terrible in order for me to like this movie it has to be terminator <laughs> this movie makes the lake house look like citizen kane yes i would it does. watch the lake house every day to avoid ever having to see this movie again do you remember when we watched the time travel movie and the biggest question we had of like, why do they have her living in an apartment and not just the same house? Where did they get that dog? <laughs> yeah, those were the big questions for that movie. I miss time travel movies where the immortal Time Lord dog was like the <laughs> biggest question mark we had. <laughs> and not the like, where are the time cops for child abuse? Yeah. Honestly, if you are thinking to yourself, I watched this movie when it came out. And I loved it. It was so romantic. Watch it Watch now. Watch it again. Yeah. Watch it again. Because I think you were probably 17 or 16 when you first watched this movie. And you weren't looking at it from the like eyes of an adult who like could see that she's very clearly being groomed. And it's really disgusting. So like do that. Just don't come yeah. at me in my DMs because... I'm not here for it. We will get in a fight over this movie. It's disgusting. I did not think this movie was romantic at all. I didn't no. get emotionally tied into this at all. We do get to see Eric Bana shirtless a lot, but honestly, I would have rather just watched Troy. <laughs> I love Troy. All right. So, uh, Paige, do you have some fun facts about this terrible movie for us? Sure. Here it is with your five facts. Time, Time travel. Fun, fun facts. Fun facts. So we see his job in the beginning of the movie, but that's it and librarians do not make a lot of money especially if he's like not the main librarian but also he seems to not keep that job and then she seems to be an artist who makes paper but has a rich family so it's a toss-up as to whether or not they could afford anything even with that five million dollars who knows yeah who knows but after the principal photography for this movie was done, Eric Bana went on to film Star Trek, which required him to shave his head. However, they had to do extensive reshoots for this movie, so they had to put production of this movie on hold so his hair could grow out instead of just getting him a wig. Yeah. I don't understand. Wigs exist. But it took so long that the movie's release date gets pushed back by over a year. Wow. Okay. What? Yeah. Because they wouldn't just buy him a damn wig, I guess. I don't know. It's not like his hair is like nuts or long or anything that would make it difficult to wig out. I have no idea. That's an $80 wig at best. Yeah. So this is one of four movies in which Rachel McAdams stars as the love interest of a time traveler. Four? She's in four, four movies like this? The other one is About Time. Yeah, I actually like About Time. I've never seen About Time, but I do like Domhnall Gleeson. So. Oh, it's so good. We won't be watching it for this. <laughs> we won't be. <laughs> um, it's so Midnight, good. She was also in Midnight in Paris, which I actually, I really liked Midnight in Paris, although there are problematic implications for that movie as well. Is that the one that shot in a night vision? No. <laughs> uh, you're thinking of One Night in Paris. but Sorry. Yeah, my bad. Watching my bad. that will make you feel like you've time traveled, though. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, Doctor. Yeah, finally, Doctor Strange, where she's the girlfriend of Doctor Strange. Oh yeah. But in none of those films does she ever get to time travel. 
Can we just get Rachel McAdams as a time traveler once in a film, please? <laughs> the Herminator. <laughs> I mean, even though the, the third Terminator movie is is a lady Terminator also. Anyway, whatever. Uh, so the two girls that play Alba when she's younger and older are sisters. That's why they look so much alike. They really oh, did. Okay, cool. They Okay, that makes yeah. more sense. Uh, so Jennifer Aniston and Bat- Brad Pitt actually produced this together back when they were still together. <laughs> Everything oh. makes sense now. <laughs> they, they bought the film rights to the novel before it was even released to the public. So wow. they read like an advanced version of the novel and bought the rights. Um, their first choice for Henry was actually Adrian Brody, which I can't think of anything that would have made me like this movie less except for that. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm just like extra nope. But uh, Lauren Ambrose was their first choice for Claire, but both of them pass. I wonder why. Yeah, I know. Eva Green really wanted to play Claire, but they passed on her for some reason. I could see that, man. Eva Green, when she was starting out, was in some wild stuff. Dude, yeah. I will watch Eva Green in anything. Me too. I love her. She's amazing. Eva Green's career is kind of like, hey, we need a really like super pretty but evil witch in yes. medieval times. Yes. Is Eva Green available? She's played like four of those. And kills it every time. She's great in everything. Every time. Yeah. Let's talk about the book and some of the things that happen in the book versus this movie. Yeah, please explain it to me. So in the book, he actually spends a lot of time time traveling with his younger self as a young boy, teaching him how to navigate the time travel world. Okay. In the movie, we only see it that one time, but there's a bunch of sections of the book where he's traveling with his younger self. Now, there's a little scene where the first time they're at his apartment, she finds a tube of lipstick in his bathroom, and he tells her that the relationship was over for a while, and in the movie, they just kind of gloss over it. Yeah. But in the book, that girl is a character named Ingrid, and they have like a whole relationship, and he watches her die as part of like a traveling accident kind of thing. Wow, okay. Yeah. Oh my oh, god, he if he was like driving a car and yeah. then traveled, oh my god. Like Apparently it's her apartment. I, I just don't have a lot of other details okay. on it, but. He's like, I'll pick up this bed or cabinet and you go fix the thing underneath and then boom. Yeah, so he can never drive or or anything. He can't operate any machinery. Like this is a debilitating disorder. Yeah. Now in the movie, we only see him time travel back to see Claire three times and they're in the meadow together. But in the book, they actually go other places as well. Sometimes he secretly goes into one of the downstairs rooms in her house, uh, uh, but he also goes with her to a party one time. Uh, and another time she gets beat up by a boy at school and then he beats that boy up for her. So it's like more, it's like more (laughs) grooming. Wow. It's like worse somehow. I will always protect you. (laughs) I hate everything about the book. This is so gross. So in the movie, it doesn't really address his job, but in the book, he actually has trouble keeping a job because he's constantly disappearing on the clock and showing back up naked. Um, And it's not until (laughs) his boss watches him disappear and reappear and there's two Henrys until one disappears that his boss is like, oh, I, okay, I believe you. And that's how he manages to keep a job. But still is, I think, just at the library. Yeah. So uh, in the movie, he proves it to Kendrick by talking to him about the Burger Grant. But in the book, he gives the doctor, Dr. Kendrick, a sealed envelope and tells him not to open it until Dr. Kendrick's wife gives birth. 
inside the envelope. He wrote down the exact date, time, and length of the baby. He also knew that it was a boy and that it would be born with Down's syndrome. So, like, he puts all of that on a card and, like, somehow knows it before it happens. Right. And that's why Kendrick agrees to help him. Well, that's creepy. Yeah. But the book also goes a lot deeper into his treatment. And one of the things that Dr. Kendrick does in the book is clone his time travel genes and implant them into lab mice which thus then time travel what? and disappear and reappear like he does. I just want to see Eric Bana time traveling through time with mice he can control. So he has like these time attack mice. Like Baxter Stockton. <laughs> yes! <laughs> this is where he, he studies those mice and by using those mice is how he helps them carry a pregnancy to term. Okay. Allegedly. So in the movie, we we do see future Alba and present day Alba playing together. But in the book, she comes inside, sees her parents, is so excited to see her father again that they then spend a whole day together. They go out and have ice cream and then Al, the older Alba disappears in the car on the way back. Gomez is Claire's best friend's boyfriend and then husband yeah and the three are all close friends but in the book we get much more about gomez's deeper feelings for claire they sleep together in the time between claire seeing henry in the meadow and meeting henry in real life but then they also sleep together again after henry's death even though gomez is still married to sharice and sharice is even aware that gomez has feelings for claire and is like fine with it I guess. Okay. It's okay. kind of like in Shaun of the Dead on Horror Virgin where Davs and Die kind of have that kind of relationship. It's yeah. a little strange. Um, but one of the other things that they kind of leave out of the movie is a letter. So Henry writes a letter to Claire that's basically like, don't wait for me. Continue to live your life. I'll come back and see you. But like, I want you to continue to live your life. He sort of says it at the end of the movie too. Yeah. In the book, he comes back when she's very old. He comes back to see her. And then smothers her with a pillow. Hello? Join me in the time life. <laughs> no, it's just, it's that, that's terrible. That's like, that's like non breakups. It's like, oh, they could show up at any time and I've just been waiting for them. Yeah. So those are your fun question mark facts. Well, Paige, thank you so much for those question mark fun facts. Yeah. Let's talk some box office. So this movie came out in 2009. What do you think the budget for the time traveler's wife was more than I am comfortable with. I'm gonna say forty-two million dollars. Okay. I'm gonna say thirty-six million dollars. You guys are on either side of it. It's thirty-nine million dollars. Yeah, yeah. we get better paid. You guys are getting better. It came out on August fourth, two thousand nine, and it was third. <laughs> third. It was third. In the box office the week it came out, it was beat by District 9. Number two was G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. Number three was obviously The Time Traveler's Wife. Number four was Julie and Julia. And number five was G-Force. So it was number three that weekend. What do you think it made in its opening weekend, the weekend of August 14th, 2009? I remember everybody going to see District 9 and G.I. Joe I'm going to say maybe it made $12 million. Uh, right. I'm going to say more. I'm going to say this movie is stupid. I'm going to say 18 <laughs> Mikey, very good guess. $18.6 million. Yeah. Yes. It then went on to make a total of $63.4 million domestically and then $38.9 million internationally for a total of $102.3 million in the box office. And then- 
an extra $26.4 million in the home market. So like DVD and Blu-ray sales. This movie is terrible, but made money. Which honestly, I'm mad about. I am upset that this movie got made. <laughs> Same. But uh, that's your box office. <laughs> Do you think they're still together, Mikey? Yeah, because he comes back creepily in the future. He's <laughs> like, we'll be together forever. Yeah. Oh, man. Creepy never dies. Oof. I'll just read a review. Let's just wrap this up. Yeah, so I hey, Mikey, this. do you have a review for us to read? <laughs> I, I may have came out swinging too strong for time travel bonkers summer. Yeah, I don't know how you live up to this, honestly. Like, <laughs> the challenge is accepted. Right? <laughs> oh, jeez. Are we doing Mannequin 2? <laughs> it could be. It that could technically be. is a time travel <laughs> movie, right? Wait, before we do the review, Mikey, can we uh, do what we're doing next week? Because you made us watch The Time Traveler's Wife this week. Paige, what are you making us watch next week? This week? Next week. What are you, time traveling? Yep. I am making you <laughs> I'm making you watch a movie that I saw about five or six years ago okay. because another podcast wanted to talk about it. And the entire time listening to that podcast, I was screaming in my car because I just wanted to talk about it with other people. But I didn't have a podcast yet. And so we're going to watch Tyler Perry's Temptation Colon Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to bring my mental health professional perspective on. I'm sure it's a very accurate depiction. Uh, oh, it is not. And this that movie has one of the most bonkers endings I have ever seen on film. I can't, I wait. can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. I'm glad that I'm leading us down the path of just bonkers city. Love it. And Todd's going to be like, let's watch Titanic. Titanic is going to have to be a two-part episode, man. That movie's so long. We're, we're going to have to get the, the old cassette cut, yes. tape. Yeah. <laughs> cut, cut it where the VHS I actually cuts. brought that up last time we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, we stole your joke. It's fine. Okay. Review. Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? This guy's name is Jesus Jokes Calderon. Are Jesus Jokes Calderon. Jesus Cal Jokes Calderon? Oh, God. Okay. Well, anyway, Jesus says... <laughs> one of a kind podcast never disappoints and as jesus said hello mikey page and todd well hello jesus <laughs> i want to thank you guys for an awesome podcast mm. thank you for salvation you guys make my thank day you. at work go by super fast while listening to your thoughts on rom-coms i laugh out loud at least three times every single episode at least <laughs> this is a five-star review some of my coworkers think I'm crazy because I'll start laughing randomly three times. At least three times, Mike. At least three yeah. times. At least. Just like that immortal <laughs> crime dog. Yeah. I've told them to check out your podcast and also the horror version if they Aww. want to get a lot of laughs and a great review on movies. Well, thank you so much for shouting on our podcast. We appreciate that. If I could give this a 10-star review, I would. Nice. You guys make my day better just by listening that you guys talk and laugh. A plus, 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 plus. That's three pluses. Keep bring lots more laughs. Keep bringing? Keep bringing. They messed it up. I think they ran out of space. It's fine. Oh, Whatever. Okay. Five stars. Well, thank you so much, Jesus Jokes Calderon, for uh, that awesome five-star review. I appreciate it. Or we appreciate it. And if you want to have Mikey read your review, leave a five-star text review, and Mikey will read it on the podcast. If you guys uh, want to include your best pickup line in your review, I will put a spin on it and read it with you. Oh, my God. I love this. So start doing that. All right. So, guys, leave your thirsty <laughs> Mikey reviews 
to have him read them on the podcast. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at rampage wesley everywhere including tiktok except for twitter where she is at page wesley mikey is at m randolph 24 and i am at todd j awesome everywhere and guys we got a p.o box so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a p.o box it's actually not a p.o box it's like a regular street address it's pretty awesome it's 6688 nolensville road number 108-34 brentwood tennessee 37027 so send us some stuff yeah that's gonna be it for us you guys i'm Paige. i'm mikey and i'm todd and you complete us to completion do you want some candy (laughs) (laughs) little girl (laughs) no toodle pip bye (laughs) i'll see you in the past (laughs) Ha 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 